You are listening to Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Boom. There it is. Good one, Zaman. That was the best thing he contributed all day. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy Q. Love it, love it, love it. Kicking off hour number three of the show. That voice you heard was one of Carolina the Teague, the best wrestling ring announcer in the state of Texas. She's been awarded that. She also does League of Her Own podcast, ESPN 97.5, does just about everything in the state of Texas and beyond, does a lot of fantastic work. She'll join us in a matter of seconds to talk a little Royal Rumble, talk a little NFL, talk a little bit of everything. And she joins us now on the phone lines. And Carolina, thanks so much for your time this afternoon. I was mentioning uh, the best wrestling ring announcer in the state of Texas. Congratulations. And how did that come about? How did that uh, award come your way? Thank you. Um, you know, I, I just so happen to be blessed enough to uh, work for and be a ring announcer for River City Wrestling in San Antonio, which was also voted the best wrestling ring promotion in the state of Texas as well. And my, uh, our, the owner, Boom Boom, he gave me an opportunity and he believed in my voice way back in the day before I knew how to be a ring announcer even worked. And I was kind of scared. I didn't know what I was doing. The first time I ever ring announced, I was dressed up like I was going to the club. <laughs> I didn't know how to dress. It was crazy. Yeah, I didn't know how to dress. And I was really scared, but Boom Boom is such a great coach. He's such a great leader that uh, the way that he kind of explained it to me is he was like, well, the way I see it is I'm like the coach pop because this is my, you know, arena. And I treat you guys like you guys are the young Spurs core. You guys aren't the best right now, but I can develop you into being the best. So fast forward several years later, uh, you know, I've been getting my reps in and, you know, doing a great job. And I got fan voted uh, by a landslide. Uh, the best ring announcer in the state of Texas. So it feels really good to uh, bring back the belt back to the state the state of Texas for the city of San Antonio and River City Wrestling. So I'm just really grateful and honored. Nice, nice. So I have to ask, I got to follow up. That's, only, that's, that's my responsibility is to follow up. What is the biggest <laughs> key to ring announcing? Like what's the number one thing you have to know to be a really good ring announcer? And, you know, ring announcing is not easy. The key right. to be a great ring announcer is to be able to project. You don't want to yell at the crowd. You want to project into the crowd. And the other thing, too, is you got to have confidence. If you're not in that ring confident just as much as the wrestlers are confident, the wrestlers are going to walk all over you and they're going to, you know, chew you up and spit you out alive. So confidence is the key. All right. I like it. I like it. I like it. My man, Damon, who is a self-proclaimed wrestler. Uh, I don't really know how much he uh, has as far as wrestling chops, but he's uh, he's he's dying to jump into this conversation. Go ahead, Damon. Uh, future stars of wrestling. You know, I've paid my dues. Okay. Q, don't 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 question me. If you want to step inside the squared circle, we can do that any day of the week. Well, just tell me what part of the script that I need to jump in on. Just tell me. Just let me read the script. All right, Caroline. So one of my questions about being a ring announcer that I wanted to ask you about, has any wrestler ever tried to get you involved in the storyline? because I know that wrestling, their characters few and far between, but has anyone said, like, hey, I need you to do a little bit extra for me in this match? You know, um, they don't tell me. They just do it, and that's kind of how they are. They like to surprise me. So sometimes, like, a, um, there's a, a wrestler named Ra- Maddie Rankowski. She's a great wrestler, huge talent, and I think she's going to blow up pretty soon. She's very, very incredible at what she does. 
uh, didn't really know her. She came into the ring one day and she mushed me right in my forehead, like just straight up pushed me. Didn't tell me that she was going to push me, didn't plan me in advance. And I was triggered to my hood days back when I was growing up and I didn't know how I should react. I was like, do I have to fight her? Like, I don't know what I have to do right now. But I kept kept my, the South Side of Chicago didn't come out of me. I kept my professionalism and I continued to announce her like normal. She said a little, uh, you know, snippy things to me. And then at the end of the match, I thought she was being serious because, you know, people think wrestling is fake, but wrestling is actually pretty real. So at the end of the match, she was like, you know, that was just an act, and she's actually really sweet. I love working with her. But her dad came up to me afterwards, and he was like, I told my daughter she shouldn't be pushing you like that anymore. She knows better than that. So, you know, these things are always unplanned. Whether whether you think it or not, a lot of it is. That's right. hilarious. <laughs> with Royal Rumble being in San Antonio this week, how has it been? Because I know when WWE comes to town for one of their big four pay-per-views that they take over a city. So what's that reception been like in San Antonio? Insane. Like, you wouldn't have imagined that there's so many wrestling fans in San Antonio. Usually when WWE comes out, it's always big. But this time it's major. Like, Mania weekend or Royal Rumble weekend, there's going to be festivities throughout the entire weekend. So here in San Antonio, it's jam-packed. And uh, Boom Boom, I was actually talking to him early today. He says he, there's events all the way until 1 a.m. So, like, events start at 1 a.m. It's kind of like a nonstop party in San Antonio. Just a ton of superstar wrestlers, all the best people in media who cover wrestling, all the uh, biggest people you could possibly see um, come to San Antonio. And San Antonio does a great job hosting this event. They have uh, the city, the uh, Henry V. Gonzalez Convention Center and the mayor of San Antonio have bus rides set up for people who need transportation. They have um, alternative routes and all those things set up. So that way, when people decide to come and fly into San Antonio, everything's set up and it's a smooth process. So I really like it down here. Talking right now with Carolina Teague here on Radio Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. So this Royal Rumble has taken place at the Alamo Dome, and you were just there to be there for uh, the Spurs and Warriors. Uh, and that NBA game in that place was, what, 68,000? It was like a, 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 a record there of fans. Uh, how amazing is that building for a basketball game, and how excited are you about Royal Rumble being there in the Alamo Dome as well? I'm really excited to be in the Alamo Dome, and I'm the wrong person to ask about the Alamo Dome because I've been one of its hardest critics. I always said that they need to blow up the Alamo Dome. <laughs> it's been it's been deemed one of the top ten ugliest buildings in the country. Did you know that? I did the not Alamo know that. Dome, I've is. seen it from it's the ugly. outside. I've never been inside. <laughs> you need to go inside. It's ugly. It's not cute. But you know, you never judge a book by its cover. You know, who are we to judge and tell who's cute and what's what? None of us are the cutest either. You know. But I would say, like, if I had to look at the Alamo Dome and uh, see how they host the event, it's a huge place. They host it really well, and they've gotten better over the years because I've been one of their toughest critics. They usually had it was, back in the day. It was hard to get through the lines to get some beer, to get some popcorn, to get some food. But for the uh, recent event at the Alamo Dome for the Spurs game, the lines went really, really smooth. So I'm expecting the same type of outcome for this event at WWE. The Alamo Dome has 
stepped their game up. Thank goodness, because like I said, it should have been blown up a long time ago, and I think they've gotten the message from all of us, so they're trying to do their best to keep it alive. Unbelievable. Yes, fire, hey, fire is shots at the Alamo Dome, man. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to the Alamo Dome. I love the Alamo Dome. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> With the Alamo Dome, I know that one of the reasons that they still have it up, they haven't blown it up yet, is because of its seating capacity. Do you know what the expected or the turnout that's going to be out there for Royal Rumble? Because for the Spurs game, I think it was around 68,000? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to be something similar to that. I heard the crowd is going to be just as big. I don't know if it's going to exceed expectations of the Spurs game because they were doing a tough promotion down here. Like, they even had Spurs tickets on Groupon uh, to get the 68,000 people to come out to that game. I don't think they're doing the same exact thing for Royal Rumble because the tickets are expensive, so I don't expect the same turnout just from a financial perspective. But I do expect a lot of people to be out and, um, and you're right, it is very a classic building. A lot of championships have been, you know, built there. And it's very Roman-style type of building. Like, I bet you in, like, 200 years, when people look at the Alamo Dome, it's going to look like the ruins of Rome. <laughs> That's what it's going to look like. <laughs> wow. If you have it your way, it's not going to be up in 200 years. Right. There's not going to be anything to look at. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's funny. Go ahead. So with Royal Rumble coming up, have you been following the product? Do you know what's going on at Royal Rumble? Because I know you're talking to your man, Boom Boom, but are you just following (laughs) the local product down there in San Antonio, or are you keeping up with WWE as well? I'm keeping up with the WWE as well, and honestly, I really don't know what to expect. This card is going to be stacked, and the best thing about the Royal Rumble is like a 30-man match. And one of the things about being a ring announcer, I know how this goes. Like every 90 seconds, somebody comes into the ring. So if you're a ring announcer, if you're even somebody who's enjoying the event, you really got to be on your P's and Q's to see who's going to be on top. And the only way you lose, you have to get thrown out of the ring and you have to land on your feet in order to get eliminated. So it's going to be a lot of people in there. Jam-packed. Bianca Belair is going to be there, one of my personal favorites. I would love to see Sasha Banks there. I don't think she's going to be there, though, of course, because, you know, they got those issues that they have. But on the um, the male side of the Royal Rumble, you have Sami Zayn, and that really, really great uh, storyline where he's become a major part of the dominant bloodline faction over the past year. And they say he could potentially be that person to come out on top and dethrone the undisputed WWE Universal Champion, Roman Reigns. So I'm really excited to see who ends up on top. I'm rooting for Sami Zayn. I'm hoping The Rock comes back because there's rumors all over the place that The Rock might come back. And I would, oh my gosh, if The Rock is in San Antonio. Uh Uh-oh, look out now. Careful now. (laughs) If The Rock is in San Antonio, all the women in San Antonio, uh, all the men, they need to hide their wives because The Rock is in San Antonio. And that's one of the most attractive men on planet Earth. So I hope The Rock is here in San Antonio. I want to find The Rock. That's going to be my goal for this weekend. Well, we know we know you have a way of trying to break the Internet. So you might just go you might just go and chase The Rock as well. So that was going to be my question. Like, that was the only question I had. Was The Rock going to return? <laughs> well, I hope so. And you know what? It wouldn't surprise me, honestly, because I don't know if you guys knew this, but his daughter – is training through the WWE right now. So if we're looking at it from a tactical standpoint, The Rock A is very expensive as a talent on its own. But the WWE has been really kind to him to let his daughter, not to let his daughter, but his, I mean, The Rock and his family can do whatever they want at the WWE. But his daughter is running through the ranks too. Him, 
being a part of the Royal Rumble would be big, especially for his family, because then it would set his daughter up to be in the position of greatness, too. So I could totally see that happening for those reasons as well. Nice. If The Rock were to come back, do you think that it would set up that match between him and Roman Reigns? Would you be excited for that match, him and Roman Reigns? He ain't gonna he, wrestle. He's just gonna talk. No, nah, he would come back and wrestle. He's gotta, he's gotta, be, he's gotta defeat the Tribal Chief to see who's the head of the table. Q. He's just gonna talk, man. He's gonna be like, "Can you smell la 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 la?" That all stuff, you know. If The Rock just comes back to talk, he can say it in Hollywood. I'm, you know what? Y'all are barking up the wrong tree because I would be like, you know, all he needs to do is talk. You know, that's all the rock needs to do. So I don't know. It sounds so bad right now. But I think, you know, it would be great to have uh, them planning to fight each other. I mean, I think that would be a great thing as well. To me, the top two uh, that I would like to see is Sami Zayn. Definitely would love to see him go up against Roman Reigns. Or if not, definitely would love to see the rock. That'd be awesome. There it is. There. It is. All right, I got. I got this one question. I need you to make me sound smarter. If if someone says Q, who you got in the Royal Rumble? Give me three people that you believe literally could win the Royal Rumble. Ooh. Okay. Um. Let's see. I say Roman Reigns. Okay. Oh no, Roman Reigns is sorry. Sorry, he's a championship. I would say Sami Zayn. Okay. The Rock. Okay. Kevin Owens too, because they have a beef as well. Okay. Kevin, those, those right. are my three. And then, Sammy. of course, I would say for the women, uh, I would say I would like to say Alexa Bliss would be a good pick. All right, Alexa Bliss. There you go. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw one of those names out there randomly and make someone think that I'm really smart. So uh, there there you go. Now I feel like I'm educated when it comes to the world of the Royal Rumble. You got a couple more, Demond? Go ahead. No, we can move on to football or even okay. the Spurs because uh, you know we've covered the we've covered the Royal Rumble. Sammy okay. Zayn, the honorary Oose. The, the honorary Oos. is that is that the uh, the white dude that you said is a is the homeboy? Yeah, exactly, and that's who Carolina thinks is going to win it. I, look, I'm just I'm trying to put this two to get two in together, man. I don't know this world. This is your guys's world, man. I'm just a squirrel. I'm, I'm observing from a distance. That's what I always do, right, Carolina? <laughs> I observe from a distance. Exactly. You're just the you're the puppet master, and we're just the puppets. <laughs> <laughs> so I did want to ask you before we let you go. I did want to ask you, uh, what did you think about the the past weekend of games? Uh, obviously, the Cowboys lost to to the Niners on uh, on, on Sunday, but uh, now that it's setting up for the Niners and the Eagles, and obviously uh, uh, the the Bengals and the Chiefs. So how do you see these how do you see these uh, these championship games going shaking out this weekend? Oh, man. Why do you give me the toughest questions? I was literally talking about this. You got to give me the Bengals over the Chiefs. And the reason why is because I like Joe Burrow and I like the way he plays. He took it all the way to the top before they could possibly do it again. Plus, the Chiefs, for me, I feel like they always beat themselves in the playoffs. So I would have to go with the Bengals once again. And for the 49ers and Eagles, to me, that's the toughest game of the week. It's been hardest for me to call. Um, But I'm going to roll with who I think is going to be the MVP, Jalen Hurts and the Eagles. So give me them as well. Boom, there it is. I, I'm not mad at you. That's the same uh, same two teams I picked, the Eagles and the Bengals. So there you go. You're, you're on to something uh, for sure. So uh, before we let you go, what are you, what are you working on? I know you got the Spurs covered like a glove. I know you're all over that. What, uh, what, what, what you got coming up? You know what? Nothing. You know, I need to take a nap. I got nothing coming up. Um, I'm still covering the Spurs for the rest of the season. And even though nobody comes to the games anymore, uh, nobody wants to support them because they're losing and they're at right. the bottom of the barrel, I'm still going to be covering them uh, relentlessly. Still going to be doing uh, wrestling. And because I am now 
the best ring announcer for wrestling in the state of Texas, I'm pretty sure I'm going to be booked and busy there for you the go. next year to come. So I'm excited. And plus, I want to take a trip out to Vegas, and I hopefully want to see you guys because, you know, I always, always, oh, I'm going to be in Vegas too. I want to be in Vegas for the tank fight versus uh, okay. Ryan Garcia as well. So I, I want to be out there. Nice. We're still covering boxing too. I just uh, had an interview with uh, the two-time world champion Ray Vargas. He's going to be in San Antonio as well. So still doing boxing, still doing wrestling. I'm going to be covering the uh, XFL as well soon. Okay. So I got a lot coming up. I'm just yeah. busy. Thank well, you. we we have the XFL team here as well. We have the Vegas Vipers, so we'll have to collaborate on that. My man Damon is actually the host of the Fight Game Show here. Uh, we have it on our sister station, so uh, he should collaborate with you on that as well. And when you're out here for the fight, we'll uh, have you in studio, and we'll, we'll catch up that way and and have some fun and see what kind of trouble we can get in. That's just what we do. All right. All right, I'm ready to have fun with y'all. Let's break the internet together. I'm ready. There you go. Appreciate you, Carolina. Good stuff. (laughs) We'll talk to you soon. There she is. Carolina Teague, fantastic work right there. Uh, Best wrestling ring announcer in the state of Texas. Damon, there you go. I I just made the connection for you with the fight game. How about that? Oh, I can't wait. But also that fight between Tank and Garcia, that's going to be one of those fights. I'll believe it when I see it. If she buys the plane ticket, those guys might cancel the day before. Because it's two fighters. They don't want to fight each other. Oh, really? They, I mean, they, I mean, because I don't know. That's why I say, really? I have no idea. <laughs> Ryan Garcia, he's an Instagram model to me. And Tank Davis, he's just been running his mouth, man. This dude gets in more trouble than anybody I know. But, hey, I still want to see it. Like, I've got people that's – one of my cousins, he said, I bought, my, I bought a plane ticket out to Vegas. We're going to be there for the fight. Well, I just hope that they fight. Well, I mean, if not, worst case scenario, <laughs> they're still in town. It's a good place to have a, a good time, right? Oh, yeah. So there's that. So, uh, no, many thanks to Carolina. She's fantastic. Great uh, great insight there uh, in the Royal Rumble. It's going to be there in San Antonio. And I don't know any of those storylines that you guys mentioned, but uh, I understand the rock part of the conversation. So there is that. 419 is the time. We'll come back, get to your calls, get to your texts. we got uh, plenty of them to get to. Uh, what's your biggest question you have about the Raiders moving forward? We also have Lee Sterling from ParamountSports.com joining us at 4.30. This is Red Nation Radio 920. You're listening to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q on Raider Nation Radio. Pretty funny, Damon, hearing Doug right there on that sports update talking about UNLV versus UNR. Quick story about UNR. When I first accepted the job here, Natalie asked, and Natalie is our, our fearless leader, she asked, hey, so what's the name of your show? And I said, unnecessary roughness. It's UNR. That's the initials. And she said, oh, no, you can't use those initials because <laughs> of University of Nevada, Reno. I didn't realize that, you know, it was I, I knew that that was the rival, but I, I, it didn't click until she said that. And so I was like, yeah, well, you know, it's unnecessary roughness, but it's just UNR for short. That's how we used to always coin it. When I was in Central Texas, it's like, you, you know, we wouldn't even say you're listening to Unnecessary Roughness. We'd be like, you're listening to UNR. Just because that's that was – I don't even know how that even makes sense. Unnecessary Roughness is UNR because it really, you know, it's not really. But I guess it is, you know, because unnecessary is actually one word. But, <laughs> you know, I mean, it is what it is. But that's, <laughs> that's how we used to always coin it. Matter of fact, when we would have our text line, to, to get the text to us, we would have to use the keyword UNR. And so it was so funny. That's how I think that's how it really started. Was that was the keyword? And so when I said, "Yeah, that's going to be the uh, the name of the show," and let's say roughness, uh, UNR for short. And she's like, "Oh no!" 
<laughs> I appreciate the show. The title's great, but we're going to have to roll with Unnecessary Roughness and not UNR for that exact reason. So, uh, And then she said, well, you know, DeMond, the boss, he's, he's a UNLV guy, so we got to make sure he's, he's happy. I don't want him in there angry with you every day. I'm Q. I'm glad you said that because I love Natalie like a hundred times more now that she had to give you the ground rules at the camp. Hey, man, you should have loved her a hundred times more to begin with. But She's no, the this, boss. It's one of those things where, <laughs> of course, the boss is great. But it's like, nah, you know what? I knew something was great about the boss. That's why I knew that this was such a great boss that we work for. Because uh, you and R, yeah. even saying it, it's just... Just doesn't feel right. Now they try to rebrand, call us Nevada. Oh, we're just gonna go by Nevada. No, you're you're UNR. It, I just don't like the school. I can't. I'm gonna be at both games tomorrow. I'm gonna be there at the Thomas and Mac all day. Nice, nice. I I, I could appreciate you uh, supporting the, the 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 program right there. The Running Rebels, the Lady Rebels, and the Lady Rebels are fantastic. Right, we talk about the Renner Rebels a lot, but man, the Lady Rebels are fantastic. So you got to give them a lot of credit. Of course, that's a big time rivalry game right there. So excited about that! Glad you'll be supporting that, and also uh, the VGK watch party, and I'll, I'll be supporting that as well. Take out the family to the VGK watch party. It's very rare that I have a Saturday night off from national radio, so I'm gonna go ahead and enjoy that time and go and check out some VGK action uh, over at the Virgin. We'll tell you a little bit more about that before the show gets wrapped up. We do have Lee Sterling coming up in a few minutes, so we'll definitely. Uh, uh, get to him from ParamountSports.com. He joins us each and every Friday around 4.30 to give us the, the betting lines. But we do want to hear from you, Raider Nation, 702-365-9200. Also, our Don'tBeBroke.com text line, 69187, keyword R&R. Mailman Raider said, Q, I need to see that list of teams DC wants, like Mr. Very Limited last year, LOL. So basically, he's trying to see what teams Derek would approve a trade to if, in fact, he's able to get traded. And I'm, I'm, I'm interested in that as well. We won't see that list until after after it's all said and done, probably. But I'm interested to see what teams he would be interested because in. people keep throwing out the Washington Commanders. I just, for the life of me, I could be wrong. Maybe he sees Ron Rivera and thinks, hey, that's a head coach I'd like to play for. I just can't see anyone in their right mind wanting to go to Washington. And I'm sure that's what some people say about the Raiders. They're probably like, why would somebody want to go to the Raiders? I cannot see anyone. I wouldn't even want to cover the Washington Commanders. Right, just be. I, I wouldn't. Now I would because it's a job. I would do it, but man, I don't even think that that would be ideal to cover them. Except for there would always be something to talk about. Yeah, you'd be booked and busy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. but it wouldn't be fun. No, exactly, exactly. So that's a that's that's a good question though, uh, Mailman Raider. What teams would he approve? A trade to. Uh, got a text from Raider uh, Raider Javi. He says, my biggest question is what route we'll take at quarterback. It's also my biggest concern. If we go with a rookie, it tells me we'll have to wait longer to hoist the Lombardi. I want to win now. And that's the thing. That's the question. If you start a rookie quarterback, it's basically saying, like, hey, the expectations for this year aren't that high. Uh, you know, and everything that every game that's won is really it's, it's gravy. But, again, rookie quarterbacks drafted in the top ten, they're not expected to sit very long. You know, they don't sit there behind guys for two or three years waiting to develop. And I say develop in uh, air quotes. Um, let's see. What else? Big Dub Raider said, uh, Q, Aaron Rodgers doesn't give out jerseys often. Pac-Man said on I Am Athlete that Rodgers doesn't give out jerseys, especially to a rookie. Uh, hashtag go Raiders. So there's that. Um, also, text from the 530, Cars Camp, Cars Camp wants the earliest date. Raiders want it out uh, and out of the extension. Compromise. If no other team pays or – uh, $40 million next year, then the Raiders move on from them is justified, right? So basically, Cars Camp wanted the early date, uh, and the Raiders wanted a, a way to get out of the contract is what the text is saying. So thank you so much for that. We appreciate you. 702-365-9200. How about Raider Fo Fish in Berkeley? Welcome to the show, my man. What's on your mind? 
Hey, what's up, fellas? Hey, before, I do have a question, but I just wanted to share a memory, if I may, real quick, because yesterday was the 20-year anniversary of our... Uh, it was somber, man. We was driving back with five, coming from the game, and it seemed like it was 10 miles on Highway 5. Uh, it looked like a funeral procession. All the cars with Raider gear, flags, and stickers, and we all had our headlights on. It was just an eerie moment. But it was a good picture, but I had a Nokia phone back then. It looked like a house cordless phone, so I couldn't take video in 02, 03. I just wanted to share that memory, uh, a very somber memory. But yeah. my question would be, if it was official, I'm talking about, yes, there's an announcement that either Lamar Jackson or Aaron Rodgers was up for trade, and it was no doubt a for real deal. What would that conversation be like between Mark Davis and uh, 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 Mick Ziegler? I was, that's my question. I would love to hear that conversation as like, hey, what are, what's the limit? What were we, we willing to give up if those two officially were on the block and not speculation? Hey, show up, show out, and have a just win, baby, and have a great weekend when you go out. There he goes, Raider Fish in Berkeley. Um, I don't know what that conversation would be like. I really don't. And, I mean, it's obviously something that you would have to consider, right? Lamar Jackson's a hell of a player. Hell of a player. I, there's no doubt in my mind that he's going to be back in Baltimore next year. But he is a hell of a player. You know he's a straw that makes the uh, stirs the drink. Um, but he, it's going to be a lot that you have to give up to get that guy if, for some dumb reason, he ends up becoming available. We had him. Uh, we had Jamison Hensley on the other day where he said it would start at three first-round draft picks. I don't think the Raiders could afford to give up three first-round draft picks. Now, again, hell of a player. You know, so so maybe you just you just chalk it up and say, hey, we're gonna have to do it because, well, that guy's that stinking good. But man, that is a whole lot of capital to give up. I mean, think about it. They don't have multiple first round picks, so if they had to give up three first rounders, it's basically this year, next year, the year after that, right? I mean, that's that is a lot. Plus, you're probably giving up more than that as well, and then you have to pay him a bazillion dollars. I mean, he's looking for that Deshaun Watson contract. He's looking to be uh, higher than that Deshaun Watson contract. So. Uh, I don't know. It's That would be a hell of a conversation. I'm glad I don't have to worry about having those conversations. Uh, we could talk about it on the radio all day long, but that would be a Ziggler, McDaniels, and a, and a Mark Davis type thing. So uh, thank you so much for that call, my man. I do appreciate you coming up next. It's 431. We'll have Lee Sterling from ParamountSports.com. He'll join the show, talk all things betting lines. This is Brandish Radio 920. It's time to take a look at the lines that can help win you some money with Lee Sterling from ParamountSports.com. Brought to you by Joe Stonecrab, located inside the Caesars Forum Shops, here on Raider Nation Radio 920. And Lee Sterling joins us now on the phone lines to talk all things money lines and talk about some of the action this weekend and where you can win some money. And Lee, we definitely appreciate you as always, my man. How excited are you for championship weekend? We're finally going to realize and find out who's going to be playing in the Super Bowl in in Arizona? Well, I, I think that um, we have the best four teams, by far the best four teams. So um, that's why I'm all excited. And, you know, when you get like a, a Cinderella in there, usually Cinderella, the, the clock strikes 12. Yeah. And uh, I don't think it's going to happen. These games are going to be great, great games, great quarterbacks, great defenses, great coaching, um, great fans <laughs> at both one to maybe Maybe the best two home field advantages in college in the NFL. 
Yeah, no, it very well could be. And, again, I, I'm excited about these games, KC and Cincinnati and the Eagles and the 49ers. And, uh, yeah, definitely got the final four teams correct, even yeah. though it's not the playoff committee where they had to pick them. But these, these final four, they earned their way there. And so I'm excited about what we'll see this upcoming weekend. But we'll get to those games here on the show in just a hot minute. But before we do that, Lee, I did want to jump into some college hoop action here, uh, a little bit of Mountain West and something that we pay attention to a lot here on Radio Nation Radio 920 Unnecessary roughness let's go ahead and jump right into it how about 25th ranked new mexico going up against air force they're playing in the pit unlv went to the pit not too long ago and got the w new mexico is minus 12 and a half versus air force how you seeing this one shake out uh i think this is going to be a tough tough place here to play for air force so this air force team at one time and, and most of november and december was improved now they're in conference play, and they're going to be going up against the Mexico team, really starting to click on all cylinders. Jamal Mashburn Jr., who I'm familiar with, he was here in Miami through his 11th grade year, saw him play really dynamic. He is incredible, and um, he can fill it up. Uh, he's leading the team right now. He's scoring almost 20 points per game. Then they've got uh, Jalen House. He's averaged over, over 17 points a game. And Morris Udizi, he's averaging 15-and-a-half-point game. Most teams do not have three scores and guys like that that can fill it up. So this is a team on the rise here. Air Force, bottom half in almost every major statistical category on offense and defense here. Uh, they got to shoot threes to stay in it here. This New Mexico team also plays really good defense, defending the three and also in the paint. So, I think it's going to be real tough for here for Air Force. They've gotten blown out in the last couple losses here. I think they get blown out again here. I like New Mexico big over Air Force college basketball on Friday night. Boom, there it is right there. New Mexico getting it done in the pit versus Air Force. Yep. little Mountain West action. My man DeMond's not a big fan of the pit. He says it's not very intimidating, but uh, those are some intimidating <laughs> places to play. The pit, the borough, you know, for FAU. There's a couple of good places across college hoops that are really intimidating. So there we go, starting things off with a little college hoop action with Lee Sterling from ParamountSports.com here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary roughness. All right, Lee, here we go. That was the that was the warm-up right there. That was the appetizer. Let's jump into the meal deal, the real meal deal. The championship games, AFC and NFC championship games. We'll start with this one that's most intriguing to me, Kansas City and Cincinnati. And it's so intriguing to me because, well, one, the injury to Patrick Mahomes, but the line keeps moving on this one. Right now it's Kansas City minus one versus the Bengals. How do you see this one shaking out? Yeah, this is one of the craziest lines we've seen as far as movement. So started off uh, that – Kansas City was the favorite by two, two and a half points. Swung around, and Cincinnati was the favorite for most of the week. Went back to Kansas City when the news came out a couple days ago. Where they thought Patrick Mahomes was uh, good to go and improving. Then it went back to Cincinnati, and right now it's sitting at Kansas City point one, telling you the public just can't figure out what's going on here. So Kansas City does have a really good offensive line. But I played with a high ankle sprain, and there's no way he's 100%. And he's going to face a very improved pass rush and a defense that knows they can get after the quarterback. So I expect Kansas City uh, to play a lot of 12 personnel. They did it uh, after Mahomes got hurt. If you paid attention during the game, what is 12 personnel? Well, it's one running back 
and two tight ends. You got two tight ends, you can better protect the quarterback. You can have tight end chip uh, a defensive end before he goes out on a pass pattern. Then the back or the tackle picks him up. So uh, I think that's that's the the only way they're going to have a chance to have a win here. They can't just open it up with four receivers and a running back. Uh, just think that Mahomes here is not going to be 100. percent Think he's going to be probably in the 70 to 75 percent range. And how does that affect their offense? Well, I think it affects his accuracy. And a lot of times, third and five, third and eight, third and nine, he's able to scramble for first downs. I think that that's going to be limited here. Also, looking at uh, a close line, uh, these two teams, uh, each game has been decided by three points exactly. Uh, one of the outcomes in overtime, but Cincinnati won each of those games here. Cincinnati, I thought going into last week, maybe their biggest question was that offensive line. Uh, from I think it's like week 13 or 14, they're now down three starting offensive linemen. But Joe Burrow getting rid of the ball in 2.25 seconds on average in the last game, second quickest in the NFL. That's how you combat losing some offensive linemen. I think his receivers are incredible. I don't think Kansas City here is going to be able to break through here. I like the Bengals here. I'm going to Take the one point right now where the line is. I'm not going to wait or else it might flip around again here. I'm going with the Cincinnati Bengals, and I believe in Joe Burrow. I think right now he's the best quarterback in the NFL. I like the Bengals here, 28-24 over KC. There it is right there. And, yeah, I'm not betting against Joe Burrow either, man. He's going out there, and if you you weren't already a believer, he's making you a believer each and every time he takes the field. That last week performance against Buffalo was incredible. Just went out there yeah. and just – it was like it was nothing. It was almost like a hot butter through glass or through a hot knife through butter, I should say. That's what happens when I start to say cute sayings. <laughs> they don't work too well, but it's all good. So there you go. Uh, KC and Cincinnati, that's the AFC Championship game. And, again, we're talking with – Lee Sterling here for ParamountSports.com here on Raider Nation Radio 920 Unnecessary Roughness. Let's flip things over, Lee, to the NFC side of things, the Eagles and the 49ers. The Eagles minus 2.5, minus 115 for San Fran. Thoughts on this one, Lee? Okay, so all four teams have incredible weapons on offense. I think this game's coming down to defense. And who has the advantage? The Birds. They have four players with 10-plus sacks. I don't think there's, we've ever seen that. I'm going to have to look it up. I I, I Googled it, but I uh, wasn't able to find an answer. I don't think it's ever been done before in the NFL. To my recollection here, they have 20. And you think people talk about the San Francisco pass rush. It's good. Philadelphia has 26 more sacks than this uh, San Francisco pass rush. And the Eagles uh, also have really good depth. They can rotate guys here. They have an interception leader in C.J. Gardner-Johnson. No one talks about this guy, but um, he leads the league with six, and he missed five wow. games. So talk about an under-the-radar guy here. Uh, I think that, that generally everyone's talking about Hurts' his injury, and I think that's the big question going to the playoffs for Philadelphia. Well, if you watch the first game, the playoffs, you realize he is – back to being close to 100% here. So I think that the 49ers are going to have to get a pass rush on them, and I don't know how good they can get a pass rush. Giants have two really good defensive linemen. You didn't hear their name called out practically at all the entire game here. So uh, 49ers, in my opinion, need a plus turnover differential to win this game. They've been plus in 10 straight games. 
I think that's coming to an end. I think the only quarterbacks that can beat this Philadelphia team is someone like Patrick Mahomes or Joe Burrow. And they're playing in the other championship game here. <laughs> I'm going with the birds here. Brock Purdy was 7-0 and as a starter. He'll be 7-1 and after Saturday. I'm going big time with the Philadelphia Eagles. They win this game here 30-17 to Man. over the San Francisco 49ers. There it is right there. Fly, Eagles, fly is what Lee Sterling is saying when it comes to the Eagles in San Francisco. He's rolling with the birds. Well, fantastic stuff, man. Uh, you pick Cincinnati. You pick Philadelphia. We talked about New Mexico going up against Air Force Little College Hoop actually later on this evening. Great stuff as always, Lee. We definitely appreciate you. Anyone wants to reach out to you, get some more information from you, what do they need to do? Hopefully we lock it in and, and cruise into the Super Bowl and I can help people out. They want to get involved uh, with anything else like basketball or hockey, red hot and both. Just lowered the price from 750 to the finals in the NBA in mid-June, and that includes college basketball and all of March Madness. Probably average at least three to four games every single day. So you want to get in on basketball, was 750 now just $500 through the finals in mid-June or in hockey. Hockey, we're number one in the world in hockey. Uh, you can get everything through the Stanley Cup Finals in mid-June. They're also just $500. You get a combo pack, normally over $2,000, just $750 for both sports. You're going to get six, seven, eight games every single day. Just one place, ParamountSports.com. There it is right there. There it is right there. Fantastic <laughs> stuff, Lee. Definitely appreciate you, my man. So excited about this upcoming weekend and these championship games. Can't wait to see who's going to be playing in Arizona to close things out for the Super Bowl. Well, Lee, thanks so much, man. Enjoy the weekend. Of course, we'll be checking you out on Twitter at Paramount Sports and, of course, ParamountSports.com. But enjoy the weekend. Enjoy all the action. Look forward to talking to you next week. You too, Q. Take care. So there he goes right there, Lee Sterling, ParamountSports.com, talking all things betting lines here on Raider Nation Radio 920. When we come back, we're going to close out the show. We're going to close it out really strong. We're going to make our picks for this weekend's games, who we got in the NFC Championship game, AFC Championship game. I think everyone already knows who I have, but we'll figure out who DeMond has. Uh, We'll tell you about a VGK watch party that's going on, and we'll hit a couple more texts as we close out the show and close out the week here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Now back to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. Don't have much time left here in the show and left in the week, but we're going to hustle through a lot. I want to remind you, if you're here locally and you want to check out VGK, the Vegas Golden Knights, you can make sure to check them out at Virgin Hotels tomorrow. Oh, check out the watch party. They're not going to be at the Virgin Hotel, but watch the the the, the, the match. Uh, of course, uh, they'll be in action. Ryan, the hockey guy from our sister station, uh, he'll be he'll be there hosting the watch party. Uh, so definitely go check them out. It'll be at the Virgin Hotel. They'll have Viva Las Vegas cheerleaders, VGK mascot chance on site. Uh, it's going to be at 24 Oxford. You can't miss it. Right on the casino floor between the theater and Casa Calavera. Uh, free parking on both garages. You can enter wear a pair of VGK versus Dallas Stars tickets. Uh, tons of VGK gear from the Virgin Hotels. Uh, It's an official VGK viewing party. Doors open at 3. Puck drops at 4.30. VGK versus New York Islanders. So make sure you go and check that out. We'll be all over town. We'll be very busy this upcoming weekend, but very excited about that. I'm going to definitely stop in and check it out myself. Let's go out to the phone lines real quick. Got a couple callers patiently waiting. We want to get both calls in. Let's start out with Bernard. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind, my man? Hey, y'all. Thanks for squeezing me in. Uh, Q, I'm more worried, or one of my biggest question marks is how much better can the defense get in the off in the, uh, this off season? 
Great question. Uh, I think they, we obviously know they need a couple of pieces, but I don't think they need a whole lot. They just get two or three, you know, different makers. Okay. And if just look at the 49ers, man. I mean, they their head coaches, I mean, the defense coordinators, there, all of them have left, and they've been head coaches somewhere else. And look like D'Amico Ryan's going to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. So the Raiders finally got a system. A lot of pressure is on Patrick Brown, but, I mean, every game they was missing tackles, missing assignments. So get that defense in order. And if they get lucky enough to get a quarterback, fine, pick one, but don't give him the job. Let him compete for it. And if he's the best man, fine. But don't just think a quarterback will come in here and be a savior for the Raiders next year because that's not going to happen. So let him compete for it. If he can beat out uh, our man Stenum that we got right now, hopefully they can sign him. Let the best man win the job. But we got to get that defense in order. And let's see what they can do with that, you know, with, with that. So that's what I'm looking forward to. I like it. That's a great call. You know, how much better? Great question. How much better can the Raiders' defense be in 2023? I would hope they could be a lot better, but it's still a great question. And there was games where they played really well, and there was games that they didn't, right? I mean, you get up 20 nothing on the Cardinals, that's a great half. The second half, they weren't able to hold it, but uh, you saw glimpses of it. You just didn't see it consistently. So I thought that was a good question, Bernard. Thank you so much for that. Uh, Raider Mac, you're up next. What's on your mind? Welcome to the show. Hey, Q, I, I got to go fast. Mine told me he's going to hang up. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I let it go fast. Hey, Q, real, uh, my picks this weekend is uh, I, I'm taking uh, Cincinnati and uh, Philly to, to meet in the Super Bowl. But real quick, uh, I agree. I, I disagree with that with that call before regarding the defense. The defense is going to be what it is. But if you look at all the four teams, uh, all the teams that won the AFC in the AFC that won the division, Buffalo, Josh Allen, Cincinnati, Joe Burrow, Jacksonville, Trevor Lawrence, and Kansas City, Mahomes. They all won the AFC, and their defense, all those defense ain't no top 20. I mean, I mean, maybe some of them might be in the top 20, but they're not no elite defense like the 49ers. So my thing is you got to get a quarterback somewhere. Yeah, you got to fix the defense, but the defense ain't got to be the greatest defense, and that proves it with those – Five guys that want that, that those five divisions, all those divisions are are manned by elite quarterbacks. And I ended with that. You guys have a good weekend, and uh, we'll go from there. All right, there you go. Appreciate it. And yeah, I'll say that there's you know you're you're right. They don't have to necessarily be the number one defense, but Philly's defense really good. San Francisco's defense really good. Cincinnati's defense was pretty damn good last weekend against Buffalo, and then Kansas City was good enough. Look at those guys getting after the quarterback. Look at Chris Jones. I mean, those guys get after the quarterback. But you're right, an elite quarterback. They are also led by elite quarterbacks, and the only guy that I would say is not elite is really sneaking good, and that's Jalen Hurts. So thank you so much for that. I do appreciate you. Uh, let's go out to Stove. Welcome to the show, Stove. What's on your mind? Hey, what's what's up, Q? I, I know I know we're t- tight on time, so I'll make it really quick. I was just thinking, and I'd love to get your thoughts on this. If the NFL was like the NBA, and they did the the draft and then free agency, as opposed to the NFL, which does free agency and then the draft, how does that change the, for the Raiders? Because if if the draft was first before free agency. We would know if 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 we're getting one of the quarterbacks at seven, or if yeah. we take one of the quarterbacks at seven. You know, in the NBA, they have their draft, and a week later, you you know the the big stars. Now they may have already agreed to to go somewhere already, but the point of it is is that it's a, it's the exact opposite in the NBA. And and just one one more thing that I that I think you've probably covered a lot is 
you know, if we would have got better quarterback play this year, it would have taken a t- tremendous amount of pressure off the defense. I was unlucky enough to bring my two boys to the uh, Rams game this year, which was yeah. just, you know, gut-wrenching. We lost that game because of a defensive play, but we didn't do anything on offense. Right. And we put our defense in a position to just try and hold on. And, and we needed better quarterback play, and you know, hopefully with a new quarterback we'll get that. Have a great weekend, guys. Thanks for the time. Hey, good stuff, Stove. And you know what? That goes back to the call or the text that we got earlier on why did McDaniels and company give up on Carr. I think Stove just answered it. Need better quarterback play, right? I mean, defense needs to do their part. They need to play better, obviously, uh, but they also have to be in better position. So thank you so much for that. I do appreciate you. Want to let you know the Raiders signed defensive lineman Adam Butler to a reserve future contract. He joined the Raiders after spending the 2021 season with the Dolphins. He originally was an undrafted free agent signed by the Patriots. Spent four seasons with the team, 2017 to 2020. Six foot five, 300 pound defensive lineman has been in 80 career games with 13 starts, 113 tackles, 63 solo, 17 sacks, 22 tackles for loss, a forced fumble, and 12 pass defense. Not bad for a, a reserve future signing right there. Adam Butler, now a member of the Silver and Black. As we get ready to close out the show, Demon, you're one game up on me. Uh, you did better than me last weekend in the in the uh, in the and not the championship series, but the divisional series. Uh, you won the Bills and the Bengals game. I picked Buffalo. You picked Cincinnati. That was the deciding factor. So who do you got this weekend? Uh, Philadelphia and San Francisco, and then, of course, Kansas City and Cincinnati. I think we're both going to go with the Eagles, but I'm going to get another game up on you because all week you've been picking the Cincinnati Bengals, yep. and I'm going to pick the Kansas City Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes, man, I'm not doubting them. Okay, there it is. Well, that's where we'll differ. I'm definitely rolling with Philly, and I'm rolling with Cincinnati. Philly and Cincinnati is who I got. You got Philly and Kansas City. That's good good stuff right there as we close out the show and close out the week here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Uh, let's see. Vegas Pete, hit us up on the dobebroke.com text line. Are you going to give away Pro Bowl tickets, Q? Next week. Next week. Next week. We will have Pro Bowl tickets. Uh, also... Uh, Vegas Pete said it's good. Free agency is before the draft, so I expect we'll have the guy who pays the bills, Mark Davis guy. Brady and Stidham going into the draft without a quarterback decided would be bad. So that's Vegas Pete closing us out on this week. Demond, great stuff as always. Raider Nation, thanks for all the feedback. Thanks to all the guests that we had. We'll be back on Monday doing it at the same time, 2 to 5 p.m. Make sure you wake up at the morning tailgate. Clay, Heidi, and Vinny at 7 a.m. here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Have a great weekend.